This is part number two, a continuation of part number one. Verses before, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And to put on, the scripture says that he makes a vow. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give thee the tenth unto thee. Now I want you to notice, Jacob was hundreds of years before the law. And yet he also gave the tithes. And he said that he would give it to God. Now how this was accomplished, being that there was no Levites present at the time, but yet Abraham himself, when he gave the tithe unto Melchizedek, the Bible says that Abraham was paying tithes in Levi, who hadn't even been born yet, and yet was to receive the tithe of the people of Israel in the future when the tabernacle and all the services concerning the tabernacle and the temple and would pertain to the work of God. Then it says in Genesis, in chapter 33, in verse 11, Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. Notice that. When you're blessed enough, you're able to give. It may not be in the hundreds or in the thousands or in the millions, but you're able to give unto others. Because that is abundance. If you can only eat one, pl one plate of rice or one plate of beans at a time, and you have seven plates left over, you have abundance. You have abundance. Of course, unless you're going to be a little bit of a glutton, then you're really pushing for trouble. But God blesses you so that what you have left over, you're able to partake and share with others that have not had that blessing on them yet or have misused it. Either way, the scripture says in Genesis 39-2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. You cannot erase that word. It's put in there by God himself. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Even though he was a slave, yet it was not the circumstances that he was in, but it was who was with him in those circumstances that he was going through that made the difference. In Genesis 39 verse 23, it says, And the keeper of the prison, of course not having time to go into all these stories, but it says, and the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. Because the Lord was with him, Joseph, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Once again, you cannot erase that word and say there is no such thing. God blesses. If a blessing for us is having a bike so that we don't walk. That is great. If a blessing for us is a car so that we don't get wet in our bike when it's raining, then that's a blessing. 
The thing is, many times we don't serve God with abundance of joy for the abundance of things that He has given us. And one of the curses that was going to come upon the people of Israel, according to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, from verse 47 onward, it says that if you will not serve the Lord your God with a joyful heart and with joyfulness and gladness for the abundance of things, for the abundance of things, then you'll serve your enemies. How sad it is. For the world because they don't have that blessing. But even sadder for the Christian believer that has hoarded up and bunched up and stocked up the things that belong unto God that are meant to be used for the work of God. If we were to take an inventory of your checkbook, what would we find? How much is really going to the work of the kingdom? And how much is going... For your pocket. See this is not an easy message. But it goes to show. The message that Jesus preached. That we must deny ourselves. That means we put him first. We put his kingdom first. We put his work first. We put his righteousness first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Putting him first. In all these things. And once we put him first. Then God will Add, add such things as we need for our daily living on this earth. It's a hard message because many of us out of fear will have a tendency of saying, well, God's word can wait. God's word or work can, 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 can hold off. Wait a minute. The Bible says that the end cannot come until this gospel has been preached. And on the day of judgment, both for Christians and for the non-Christians, and when, say, when I say judgment, I'm talking about the Bema judgment, not the judgment of the great white throne. Many of us will give account with tears and with heartache of the things that God was waiting and expecting from us to be able to do to accomplish the little bit that He can Receive from us how he can multiply it. But sometimes even that is hoarded up because of fear. Being afraid that I'm going to run out. We're going to run out. And if you do, then that what, what does that mean? That God is limited? That God can't help us? On the contrary, God can do the impossible where there seems to be no way out, where there is no recourse of any other, where it seems that it is hopeless and there is absolutely no way out of the pit, God has a way out. If, if we have been faithful and true to Him in doing the things that He has required of us. The scripture says, once again, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. And, and once again, I, I don't want to minimize the fact that God wants to bless His people. But at the same time, I don't want to make it sound like we're going overboard and going to the other extremity where we can ask God for anything and everything without giving absolutely no thought to the consequences of our actions 
many times winding up indebting ourselves because we want the best of the best. And yet, God was waiting for our best, the best time to fellowship and communion with Him, the best time to set aside during the day or the morning to read, study, and meditate on His Word, the best time to listen to Him and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart, the best time that we could set aside for God to be able to deal with us but yet, we give them scraps sometimes. We give them leftover times. I say, well, in the nighttime when I'm tired, I'm ready to go to sleep. I'll just say, Lord, bless me. Bless my wife or my husband. Bless my two children. Bless us four and no more. And good night, Lord. That's it. But in reality, God wants our best. If you were to read the book of Malachi, you see the reproof. That God brought upon the people of the time of the prophet Malachi. Of what they were doing. And what they were bringing God. And he was very stern in correcting them. And it is also in the book of Malachi where the promise is made concerning the tithe. And like I said, I'm not going to get into the issue whether you should pay them or not pay them. I'm just saying to God belongs what is his. Now I'll leave it at that. And it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Are we fulfilling that? That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Today, it may not be just the five books of Moses, but today we have the whole counsel of God that has been written that we have been given as far as man is concerned. This may not pertain to angels, but it does pertain to man. His word is given in written form for us to be able to know the mind and the will of God according to his word. If it's not in there, then I don't have to worry about it. But what he has put in there, it's meant to guide us and to lead us. According to all that is written, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. There's that word again that keeps popping up. And then thou shalt have good success. A lot of people say everything goes wrong. Nothing seems to go right. Consider your ways. Consider and reflect back. Is it the enemy attacking? Or is it us opening the door and preventing the harvest from coming in? Or even planting the seed. Consider your ways. Consider your thoughts. Consider your words. And consider your actions. Then it says in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 22, verse 13. Then shalt thou prosper, if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. We learned in one of the previous lessons about fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. A disciplined life in every area. Our words, our actions, our deeds, in everything. Then the scripture says in First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter 26, verse 25, 
And, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, these are Old Testament patterns. These are Old Testament things. Well, exactly, Pastor. That was for the Old Testament. That is not for the new believers. If these were promises for them, and that was the covenant that God had made with the nation of Israel, and the new covenant, the new testament made in the blood of Jesus is based on better promises. It's based on better effects of what Jesus has done for us. It's based on a mediator that is at the right hand of God. Then how much more should they pertain to us? In God working with his people, wanting this gospel to be spread and preached and taught to all the nations of the world. But yet, because finances many times become a binding force, many ministries are forced to either cut back or not be able to do many of the plans that they want. And as I mentioned before, many a Christian is going to have to give account to God for many of the misuses of the things that he had provided for them. They were not meant to be abused by our selfishness, but to deny ourselves many times to make provision for God's will to be fulfilled. That does not mean that we go to the other extreme that we give everything and leave ourselves in total poverty and misery. There is a balance that is taught by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in the life of the believer. And we have to individually, as husbands or wives or single individuals, find where that balance is for our lives and our families and our businesses and go from there. But as long as he sought the Lord... Say it with me, as long as I seek the Lord, as long as I seek the Lord, as long as I seek the Lord, God made him to prosper. But yeah, Pastor, but how about all of those that don't? I can't give you an answer for them. Because I don't know God's will and plan for their life. But I know God's will and plan for my life. And that is all I have to give account for, for the things that I have done. In this life, with this body, with this mind, with this tongue, to either bring glory and honor to God, or to miss His will. If you'll continue with us, we are going to go to part number three. Hope you have been enjoying the message. Stay tuned with us.